0: My beef was with Leor, cause I think he's a fake CEO, and I think he's fronting on my culture, but he can't front on anybody else. And I'm calling him out publicly, and I want him to stop trying to rape my culture. Go make some money with some other people. Like, stop having your agenda be hip hop. Like when Joey was like, our agenda to open up asylum was the go. It didn't say nothing about going to get no rock and roll. It was go to get people that they don't even care about and make money from them. Yeah, just get money in their culture. Let them do it. Let, let's let the violence stay there. Let's let's benefit from from the violence and, and not bring in, let, you know what I mean? It was like they have people that their job is to create beef so that they can monetize it, pause, but they don't let their culture feel it, but they make money from it. And they can't mon- make any money or get any respect in their culture. That's why they're in our culture. Because the minute that they were allowed to be there, they would go.
1: Yes yes and yes welcome back to the podcast beloved this is indeed your brother big vj is definitely checking in right today's conversation we're going to talk about what's trending you know we're going to talk about the black male image in hip-hop the black woman image in hip-hop Which means we're going to have to talk about Jaime's because we know it's the small hats. It's the hook that run the music industry, right? Our people work for them. And in the process of talking about small hats, we're going to have to talk about their religion and our image in their Semitic religion just a little bit. Right, So we may not have to talk about Islam at all But we will talk about Some elements of Judaism And some characters that's in the religion of Judaism The Old Testament Because we know Small hats have um, That's all they go by It's the the Old Covenant The Old Testament The Old Promise Um, Bible believers With the King James Version They go by two testaments the old and the new which is the old promise and then they have a new promise which is very interesting because israel is kind of like this they they're kind of like doing some invading some raider kind of plundering stuff in the first testament but that promise is connected to a land mass, so we get that the way the new testament opens up it's like israel is not in power no more they are actually being controlled by the guineas uh the italians well they say romans but it's on we know that rome is in italy and it's an interesting dynamic when you go into the new testament because it's like the italians is running the show and you see a certain apostle he kind of come about and it's almost like they're trying to make a merger in the new promise with the semitics and the europeans because like I said, the Italians or the Romans is in charge. So much so that you can even see like a letter being wrote to the Romans. And then you see like. This is a bunch of outreach to these European, you know, Thessalonia And Corinth. And Ephesus. It's like it's a. It's a. I don't know. Well, we might. You know, we don't have to go into. The New Testament much at all. Right. We just going to have our conversation about. The old promise, the first promise that the small hats go by, which they we're going to talk about Father Abraham and then Isaac and Jacob. And then we're going to connect that to you and your image. And I'm going to show you how you are like you are not only in hip hop, but in as a black entertainer in general. It's a reason why you got the roles that you got. It's not new roles. (laughs) Well, believe it or not, the rose is not new. No. You know, you have those roles, uh <laughs> for some centuries now. You used to act them out on the page, the black and white page. We're going to read that today. We're going to give you some characters that's on the black and white page that you've been. This has been your image for centuries. And now you just see this image being translated to the big screen. Right. And both of these the, it's the black and white and the big screen is both being ran by the same people so we got to establish that first When we start talking about the biblical text the biblical text is indeed the word of god according to semitics not you you didn't write no book you're from memphis you're from atlanta you're from birmingham somewhere (laughs) from oakland or houston you didn't write no book you don't make the decision on where the periods go where the semicolon go where the commas go you don't construct no chapters and verses they put the book together the semites do and they hand the finished product to you and your role in that is just to believe <laughs> the end <laughs> you know because there's a bunch of our brothers and sisters on every street corner in the inner city and we love them they're saying they're the real hymese and i'm like oh, okay man all that is allegory beloved there's no But we'll get to that, right? We'll we'll definitely... uh, We'll figure it out today. How about that? We'll figure it out today. Our brother, D1... Has been calling out... Rick Ross, Meek Mill, and Jim Jones. Right? Um... And he should. He's a Christian rapper from New Orleans. And he's 37 years old young brother on the square i never heard of him to this kind of situation till he started trending i heard a couple of his freestyles on sway and the brother can spit fresh out of the boot fresh out of louisiana the brother can go rick ross you know fat boy can rap i used to have him in my top five meek is a little younger you know he's uh you know i'm past the rap stage i don't listen to the rap stage but jimmy was more of my my generation now you know um the name of den jones is very interesting to say the least because he named himself after a a so-called white man that was a pastor that literally uh killed our people with poison right he's charismatic and our people is very religious and unfortunately you know a lot of our people is mentally dead so they follow this charismatic man all the way down to South America to Guyana where he put something in the Kool-Aid in the punch that killed our people that's what you get the term from in our village don't drink the Kool-Aid they get that from Jimmy right so to have an original man name himself after that devil you shouldn't expect much Right, and then you see videos of Jimmy, he's in Gucci Guinea, he's complaining about, the service is not well and all this, he's not getting good service. We've
0: been in Gucci for about an hour, right? And we in Gucci in the VIP. We've been in Gucci for like two hours. Right? Since we came in here having nobody came and showed us no courtesy, no amenities, no nothing. Period, not even a drink of water. Ask to speak to manager. Send me a black guy out here to start telling me some bullshit. so they got the black guy racial profiling on black people I had to speak to a manager bigger than him everybody disappeared ain't nobody come out yet i still ain't getting i still ain't getting no sparkling water i still ain't getting no champagne i still ain't getting nothing number one, number one. i didn't even have a salesperson inside of my vip suite the whole time i was there i had to keep screaming for vip people to help me out now everybody don't know where the real manager is you heard it's it's time ty- i'm tired of this spending all this money as entertainers inside these stores they hire these black people and these black people are more racist than white people when they get their job inside of gucci all of a sudden you you, stop playing with us bro
1: so because he's spending thousands of dollars in there and this european fashion house is not treating him correctly so he leaves and he don't go to a black owned clothing store he Leaves one European fashion house where he feels like he's not getting respected, and go to another European fashion house to spend
0: thousands of dollars. Big, big difference in bird off. <laughs> big difference when you popping that bag in bird off, baby. <laughs> hey, fuck! Hey, fuck! <laughs> you heard? It's cheers when you get the bird off. You heard me? playing with us like that like we ain't even Yo, dropping Chris that bag for Chris. years make sure Chris get a tipall <laughs> Chris. Like, tip. tip. like Chris you heard me you got that. so you
1: can see by the names of like Jim Jones and Rick Ross who names himself after a black drug lord from California that killed and broke up thousands of black families these guys are mentally dead so to see our brother D1 call them out he should And we can commend our brother for cutting off the branch or attempting to cut off the branch, but today we're gonna go just a little deeper, right? We're gonna go for the root. (laughs) Beloved, we're gonna go for the Jaime. because we know it's the Jaime that's running the show, right? D1 is signed to a record label called RCA Inspirations. He's a gospel artist, right? And um we know that is owned by Sony. Jim Jones is independent. He's over there at Empire Records, which Empire um, man, I don't know man, they lost about seven or eight rap artists over there. You th- it's weird over there. it's uh the guy that runs it is a Palestinian guy. His name is Ghazi. but we know that most of these gentlemen, that's the CEO and the founder they're just in the front but behind the scenes is come on you know how they just in the front beloved the real power of being a distributor is in the back the hymie is in the back Rick Ross and Mick Mills they own their record labels they just like in the front but Atlantic Records Craig Calman the small hat behind me he's in the back he's the one that's really see it kind of works that way with black entertainers so I commend our brother D1 for pointing out that these gentlemen is too old to be leading our youth down the line and I, I commend them for that but you know they put you up like that because that's how they have you in their religion which is interesting because he just so happened to have But the way that he's going to read it as an original man, because he has freedom and justice and equality in his heart because he's an original man, he's only going to get these Semitic religions whether it's Islam or Christianity or Judaism or he may go further east and become a Hindu. He's only going to gravitate to the part of value, to the part of righteousness because that's kind of like where we come from. That's That's our nature anyway. The part that he's not going to see, which... His brother, such as myself and others, have to point out is that, see, it's three ways that you look at these religions and you read their texts. The first level is surface level. That's what many of my people is at. Surface level reading in these religions. And then beneath that, there's another because you're going a little deeper. You begin to see the allegory in it. You say, okay, this is the hidden treasure. This is the value in it. But when you go deeper than that you see there's a racial allegory connected to these stories we're going to talk about the racial allegories today so when we see our brother d1 call out rick ross before it was a rick ross you know what i'm saying they always been playing us as this ron o'neill this pimp this mac this hustler our sisters been these prostitutes You know what I mean And these whores in these movies They call them black exploitation films Um, So before you can get a Lil' Kim You have a Jezebel Because that's how it works That's how come they can easily sign And fund and promote a Lil' Kim Or Nicki Minaj Or Megan Thee Stallion Because she's Jezebel to them See Jezebel to us On the surface level She's just a wicked woman then you see the allegory behind it you know you can say oh there's a story behind she married ahab and blah 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 but then when you go deeper and you look at the racial allegory jezebel who was the wife of ahab right she is a representation of prostitution lewdness she's a freaky woman she's a loose woman she is portrayed by the rabbis like um she's a wicked woman that represents the negative influence of a heathen woman who turned Israel or who was trying to turn the heart of Israel to idolatry this is the whole scope of her but she's a black woman so this is why they call the characters of a loose woman as they call them Jezebels because that comes out of the story it's connected to the racial allegory that's the part that our people are missing that's how come they see you this way around the world so Europeans and Semitics look at you you don't see them looking at you but religion is teaching them to look at you this way your role in a christian world or a world of judaism is the role of a hamite see let me just let me just gee this game because we're gonna go into some characters some biblical characters right in the semitic text but i'm gonna just let's just go over something real quick so we have a good foundation let's talk about the old testament what does that mean we say this so much we read the old testament and we don't we're not under the law no more i'm like when was we ever under the law (laughs) you you was on the other side of the law whether you know it or not (laughs) Maybe that's a different story for a different day. You over here debating whether you're under the law of grace. No, you was on the other side of the law. And we are <laughs> beloved, I'm gonna have to show and prove that maybe another day. Um <laughs> dig this, dig this. The testament is the covenant, the, te- the covenant is the promise. So when you see the old promise or the first promise you have to ask yourself well, what does that mean who got the first promise right let's figure it out together i help you figure it out the whole old testament is about the promise that was given to a guy from iraq named abram who changed his name to abraham um abram met his deity named yahweh and yahweh is uh He's a war guy. He's a, uh he's like a military strategist, he's a military genius, and he came to Abram with a proposition. He was like, yo, leave your father's house, which is Iraq, and I give you the land of Canaan to you and your descendants, right? Now, in order for that to be something to bite on, that means Canaan was popping. Now, Canaan is black land this is the land of milk and honey of wealth and prosperity and black people had in quote unquote Bible days now all of this is allegory but I just have to go along with the story so you can see what is what All um Abram and I believe his uncle and his nephew and his wife they book it they leave Iraq and I have to say it this way because I have so many of my people saying where they are Semitic too where the home of the semites or the shemites was iraq abraham and his father's and his mother's home was iraq they call it mesopotamia they called it the land of earth that was the original homeland of them so if that's your people you should be looking to go back there because that's where you're from anytime you read a bible story or i do in the old testament the way my mind works is of like why is david fighting so hard he should just go home back to his father's house why is Saul fighting so hard? Why is Joshua fighting so hard? Why does Moses leave Egypt and he go, just go back home? Go back to your, your forefathers in them home. Go back to Iraq. They don't. They take the black land. Their mind is on the black land. Their mind is on the land of milk and honey, which belongs to black folks. So let me just pivot and say this. Really, 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 if you kind of read the way that the Old Testament is set up, and you read the doctrine of discovery. It's almost the same thing. I want you to do that for me beloved. I want you to research. The doctrine of discovery. I want you to research. Terra. Nullius. Which means. Uh, a territory without a master. Because this is. This is the mind frame of Semitics and Europeans. Right. If you go to a land. And it's empty. Or. Or if the land is occupied but the people that live on the land are heathens they don't believe in judaism or christianity you have the green light to take it from them that's a doctrine the allegory the racial allegory that's connected with abraham isaac and jacob is just that they're really just going on a mission of the doctrine of discovery where they see well it's occupied it got it got hamites on it it got canaanites and philistines and jubisites on it but they're heathens That means we can take it the setup on that is this the whole world begins with noah and his three sons now they give you a story about the adam and eve thing but all of that is cool but it washes away because the water comes with the ark it washes everything away and you're left with noah and his three sons um all right these are how the three races are populated now it's allegory you i mean if you if you just a surface level reader and you really think that three men got off a boat and they populated the whole planet i mean there's not much that can be said that can help you if you read a a text and they talk about a snake can talk and then a donkey can even talk or you're reading the book and somebody was thrown in the furnace and they didn't burn up or A human being lived in the stomach of a whale for so many days. The whale spit them out. And if you think all that is like real. And you don't see the allegory in that. Well you really can't be helped. Because you're just a surface level reader. So you're not even on the next level. You're not even at the allegory part. Where you can pull out the hidden treasure. And see. uh, Get a good message out of that. When you go further than surface level. Then you get to the allegory. You go further than the allegory. You get to the ratio allegory part. You get to see. The character and the race behind the story. Because this is the way that Semitics teach other Semitics how to handle you, just to keep it in short. So, like when you're reading the Old Testament, you got to be able to see the promise was all about the black land. Everything is about the black land, period. Everything is about the land of the blacks and them taking the land of the blacks. And the Old Testament is pretty much just only about um them going into the land, which would be Joshua. That will begin with Joshua. And then kind of like winning a battle here, losing the battle, winning the battle, losing the battle. And then they're just trying to sustain the land that they took. And then by the time you get to the second promise, the Italians is in charge, which is the New Testament, which the Jews don't go by, right? Okay. In this, the characters of black women are put on display. So you see the character of Jezebel Then you see the character of Delilah, who's a Philistine, which means she's a children of Ham. And the way that it's written is that she was the one that got Samson to give up the secret. But if we looked at it through the racial lens, most black people should be rooting for Delilah because she's a Philistine. She's in her homeland. She's not a foreigner. She lives there. She's trying to get the Israelites out of her land. So she's trying to get the guy that's killing her people. They're trying to trap him up and get him out of there. But they can't cheat. They figured out it was the hair. Now, this is allegory because we know. I mean, if you you, you really think somebody gets some script from the hair, I don't know. Like I said, you on that level, nobody can really help that. But it's all allegory. So it's about the hair growing back, and he killed more Philistines, but you don't know who the Philistines is, but it's all about the children of Ham. But the setup comes from Noah. They set everything up when when those kids get off the Noah's Ark. Now, if you really think uh, th- one man can populate three sons, and these three sons, is a, he got a black son, a white son, and a Semitic son. If you believe that, okay. But that's, you know, so, all right, different story for different day, right? Ham got the son named Canaan that's cursed. And then it goes into a servant of servants. And right then, that's the setup for his land to be taken. But it's the precursor like this is why we're going to take his land later and now ham did the violation supposedly but the curse go right to the sun and then you see the land of canaan which is part of the we call it today the, the levant it's like the most richest area because if you back in those times and it's really allegory but back in those times you would think that portion there the bulk of the trading is going to be done there they call it palestine or israel today so whoever owned that and controlled that was wealthy because this is where you're doing all the trading at. So anybody would say I want that land. That's the best land. That's why it's all about the land. You can't see it that way because poor Chop is kind of preaching the sermon. He he kind of got the organ playing. He got the drums playing. People jumping all around. And you don't see the children of Israel as invaders. They are, they're invading the land. So while they're invading the land they're painting the picture of the people that they are invading as super wicked people this is how you get a a jezebel and a delilah and you get a a a potiphar's wife you know he she you know potiphar had a wife who was supposedly she's a hamite because he's an egyptian and his wife is running behind joseph and she accused him of raping see all of these stories you get it's out it's a racial allegory behind it not on the surface level see you think it's real on the surface level and then right beneath that you go a little deeper. It's an allegory where you learn somebody being accused of rape and all that. And you can get value out of that. The known world is going further and they get in the racial allegory and they see the you're the image of that. You see, you're the image of Nimrod. Before there's a Rick Ross and a Jay-Z and a Scarface and a Yo Gotti. There's Nimrod, who was the son of Cush, who was the son of Ham. His, ma- his name means to rebel. You get Babylon and the the Tower of Babel from this guy. So like today, let's say, okay, let's just say this. In regular English language, we having a conversation. If I call somebody a Nimrod, you know what I'm saying? This person is an idiot. They're a foolish person. Like, this is a doofus. You know what I mean? He's a Nimrod. But that's the allegory. But the racial allegory is, see, he's a black doofus. So, okay, he's a black idiot. He's a black foolish person. Now I can give you Nimrod on black and white pages. You know what I give you in media? I give you Lincoln Perry, that was the black man that played Step and Fetch it. See now I can give you Ernest Hogan. Now I can give you I can give you Billy Kersands now who played Sambo. I can give you the black idiot. I can give you Cole. Don't you notice on every single show, it's a black idiot on it. I can give you Cole from Martin. I can go. I can um. I can go to good times. Let's say good times. And the small hat, Norman Lear, who stole the show, but he created a character called JJ. They they can give you Nimrod. They they give you the black idiot, but it comes from their Semitic. It comes from their culture. See, you won't see it that way. See, this is why D1, he's, he's attacking the branches. Rick Ross them just a branch. They always had black entertainers play these idiot roles. These Jezebel roles you know these nimrod roles this goliath role you know goliath if you read the surface level he's he's a giant he's a philistine which means he's a son of him he's a black person that's the that's the gist of the whole thing you won't see that you just see the shepherd boy fighting goliath he defeats goliath right this is how the allegory go david defeats goliath with a rock he had a sling shot or something hit the dude in the head then he cut the, the, the guy head off he cuts the giant's head off Right? But the body is still there. He does he leaves the body, he cut the head off. This is how you deal with black folks. No head, you keep the body. That's slave talk. You're their head. This is how come when they do business with you, no matter how great they are, how big they are, or strong they are, you're the manager, you're the agent, you're the Lord. You play the head, you cut the date, you cut the Goliath's head off. You're the head. You walk around with the black man's head. David walking around with the black man's head. What is that a, a just use your brain sometimes. What do you think that's an allegory over? But you don't see it like that. You too busy with the you look, <laughs> look you man, you on the surface level, so you jumping up, shouting, and David won the thing. You don't see your Goliath. So today in regular conversation, Goliath represents like what a big enemy, a big problem. You know, I had to t- I mean I was dealing with a Goliath at the you know. But you don't see that the racial allegory—that's you. You, the, the the shepherd boy or the Semitic boy, he got your head—the the greatest giant that you got. Your head is in his hand. He decapitated you. He, in other words, LeBron James belonged to him. The greatest amongst you, whoever's greatest amongst you, his head belongs to the, the Semite. They're going to keep it that way. Jay Z's head belonged to the Semite. Jamie Foxx's head belonged to the Semite that's the decapitation of the goliath no real person in real life see you on the surface level you think Goliath was real you think somebody really had a slingshot they reenacting these movies in hollywood you think it's real but you don't see the racial allegory behind it. you have to keep the greatest among you have to have their head their head and brain got to belong to you as the Semite. man i don't know maybe i'm going to do, maybe that's a different story for a different day but let, let me say it this way let me say it this way there was a devil named Patrick Mail right Patrick Mail he lived from 1814 to 1888 he was the fourth president of the Southern Baptist Convention right all right SBC he he is quoted by saying from him were descended the nations that occupied the land of Canaan and those that now constitute the african or negro race he goes on to say their inheritance according to prophecy has been and will continue to be slavery then he's then he finishes off the quote by saying so long as we have the bible we expect to maintain it let's stop let's cook on that beloved let's figure that out what was patrick mail saying it's his God-given right to have you as his slave because you're the children of Ham. And we got the Bible. Who was the weak? The Semitics got it and the Europeans got it. We're going to maintain this. Now, this is the importance of you and I reading this book nonstop because we get to see how they think about us, but we can't get it from the surface level. If, you, if you're running around, brother, thinking that Snakes really was talking... And all this old default coming back to life you really thinking you waiting for the new Jerusalem you know what I'm saying <laughs> look you, you waiting for the new Jerusalem brother you you ain't waiting for the new Detroit or the new Chicago or the new Harlem you waiting for the new Jerusalem like them you think that some folks gonna there was a segment of our population that thought they were gonna get caught up but they called it the Rapture they don't talk a bunch about it no more because I don't know they just changed their tune when I was coming up in the 80s and 90s, man, our people used to talk about a rapture where well, these Semitics say they're going to fly up in the sky one day, and black folks saying we're well, we going to get caught up with them. And this is what our mind for real. Like, brother, this <laughs> mentally dead on another level. We're going to follow these folks in the sky. What do you think you're going to do? not you know that a white man's and a Semitic's man heaven is your hell? They don't have you, you're their slave. You're going to be a hewer of wood and a drawer of water. You're the Hamite. Didn't Patrick Mail just tell you what you are? He said, Long as we got the Bible, he's talking about white folks. He said, Long as we got the Bible, that Negro race, that African race, their inheritance, according to that man said, according to prophecy, we're going to keep them in slavery. You know what a slave is? You're gonna work for them forever, brother. Now here you is, you ain't see yo, see Reverend Poe out and Deacon Doughboy, they're not telling you this. This is your image to them, brother. This is your image. That's how come they can sign before there was a Nicki Minaj, there was a Jezebel. Right? Before there was a Megan the Stallion, there was a Jezebel. D1 could go clean up all the artists, the physical artists, but who's they in the book? They trapped into the semantics book. This is why Cloud Davis put the money behind them. Jimmy Iovine put the money. See, your people didn't do that. I have to remember and, and give this as a remembrance to our people. Brother, your people may love music, bro. Your forefathers did not listen to what they listened to today. Your forefathers created love music. There was a black man named Barry Gordy. He had his own record company it's named Motown Records. He got black women out of one of the most notorious ghettos in Detroit called Brewster Projects. You know what he named the group? The Supremes. Diana Ross and the Supremes. Look at Motown and look at how Barry Gordy dressed all of his artists. Suits on, ties, nice pair of slacks on, soft shoes. Is that not right? when our people was going through the south coming from detroit performing the stevie wonders the diana ross and supremes you know the crackers in the south they had to put diana as a headline they had to put colored women where you couldn't even eat at the lunch counter and all this old kind of stuff they didn't want to be bothered with you they had to call black women from the projects the supremes i know i hated their guts to do that but this is the mind of barry Gordy. Because this is how he sees his own people in his own mind. All right. Now, let's fast forward. Let's see when you get around the Hymies. Claude Davis don't do that to you, brother. Jimmy Iovine don't do that to you. Not Doug Morris. Not Bill That They're they going to... Your image to them is how they see you in their book. Because they're not going surface level. They're not going allegory. They're at the ratio allegory level with the rest of the world you got to catch up they already caught up you you got to catch up now you have to catch up we caught up brother we got none of yourself we see what's popping you don't get it you can go into a building every sunday and these folks talking about david did this you don't see that there are invaders you can't see the children of it but you know i get it because see they sprinkle these invasion stories and these raider stories in these uh killing capture stories they sprinkle it with thou should not kill thou should not steal love thy mother uh, uh love thy mother and father and your days will be long love that neighbor like yourself uh a fool in his money should soon part they sprinkle that in there so you can't see the invasion no more you don't look at the minute you hear the children of israel the first thing should pop your mind like okay these are the people that invaded the black land that's the first thing should go in your mind it doesn't go in your mind like that you, these are God's people. <laughs> this is like, these are God's people. I'm like, I'm like, okay, okay, like, okay. Well, what God? Since we talking about their God's people, what, God, what deity led them? Then you have to say, well, Yahweh is their God. Well, who, who is Yahweh? Yahweh is a military strategist, brothers and sisters. That's a he's a genius. He's a military genius. So you're projecting on Yahweh as a black person. Oh man, this is a God of love and peace and. Not the military genius. <laughs> what did you read? I, I see our brothers do that with the Quran. Man, Allah is a god of love and forget. Like no, not him. Did you read? He's violent, beloved. Did you? Did you read what I'm reading? See, they're framing it for you. you—they're doing projections. Black people love to project what they think on a foreign deity. You can just read who Yahweh is, brother not the not the deity that killed one hundred and eighty five thousand. not him (laughs) you talking about him this is the guy to love (laughs) i don't know about that brother (laughs) you need to go back and read that again he's coaching them to take the land you know what's silly to me i'm gonna tell you what's so silly to me when you see how everything really unfolds it is so silly for a black man when i hear a black man say well he's a prophet of god this is a black man i'm a prophet of god like brother you know what a prophet is A prophet is somebody that's speaking the mind of God. Okay, what mind of God are you speaking? What is the name of this God that you're speaking of? Because what could a Hamite, how could a Hamite, because this is what they're going to call you, how could a Hamite speak the mind of Yahweh when Yahweh is a war god that was coaching the Semitics to take the land from the Hamites? so what what place is that how, how are you going to fit into that dynamic see when you when you begin to peel those layers back it's going to look like a, it's a whole new onion now because the tambourine ain't playing no more you know you had to be able to speak and know what you're talking about but we know that we know you don't know what you're talking about i don't know maybe all that is a different story for a different day i just want to say this how about we start reading the doctrine of discovery let's just start there and how about we start reading the books like they are don't project on it just read it if the deity is a military strategist you can't make them nothing else for years we made them something i made them something else let me personalize it. i made them something else and now i'll tell you why i shit is with you I am from one of the biggest black apostolic organizations in the whole country. I used to ask the minister, what was the choice? Because I never understood. I, I always ask a lot of questions I'm like, what is this chosen people thing about? And Israel was the chosen people the God. What does that really mean? And the minister told me, he said, he um, was like my uncle. He says, Israel was chosen to evangelize to the world. They was chosen to evangelize and teach the world about God and this and that and that. I'm like, okay, boom. So don't you know, beloved, for maybe like the next 20 years, that was my framing. Every time I read the book and I read about Israel and David and Saul, I felt like they was doing God's work by these wars, these battles, right? And something very interesting happened to me and I just read it myself. I just read it myself one day i just just reading you know you read story for story for story and you're just reading through and there was no evangelism of the world all i could see was an invasion and i was trying to see i'm like why why does it and i kept asking myself why does it look like this to me and Sunday was saying dummy <laughs> this is what it is this is you're just reading it and i'm trying to read it different and it's just i'm like it just looks like they're invading It just looks like it because that's what was happening (laughs) that's what was happening i couldn't believe it myself there was no evangelism to the world it was invaders that changed the whole frame now i know what the old covenant this is what the old testament is all about it was about the promise given to abram everything is about the promise given to abram who changed his name not to abraham as we know Isaac and Jacob about getting the land of Canaan, but the setup is at the ark. That's it. It's it's not it's not about nothing else, it's nothing is that's, that's it. Now in that is the image of our people, and it's all negative. And there's a people that is a representation that is and we call those folks Semitic people. And those are the people that's running the show in America. So you have to know the Bible, especially the Old Testament. You get to see how they're relating to you. These are the folks that run the educational system, the judicial system, the banking system. You know, this is how come you can have debt for this long. And after that, it'll fall off because it's it's coming from their culture, their religion. You don't run the banking system. They run it. So you have to figure out how they're thinking and how they're representing you and how they are presenting you to the world it's bigger than just d1 just calling out some rappers brother they got you locked in the book until you figure out how to get out of that trick bag brother the rest is come on man it's just child's play and i'm gonna just leave it there i'm gonna leave it there peace and black power to your family oh man I think we we figured some things out today, right? (laughs) Beloved, until next time, this is indeed Real Black Content from Podcast. Man, this is your brother V. Beloved, I will get up with you guys later. Peace!
0: You bragging about what you done been through, partner, we survivors too And you calling boys your brothers, which ones gon' ride for you? Ain't no G-Code no more, boy, the streets the lie to you That's why I be in my bag, but I be in my Bible too They don't like me, but they know they can't deny me Man, I'm a real cake stand. you know right where to find me G-A-N-G-S-T-A, do not try me Growing and nurturing gifts, serving the Almighty Keep up, lot of people feel how I be feeling, but don't speak up I be out there hovering in my office with my feet up God, why are you so good? Me. I need answers Slaves built in school Now I own real estate on campus Looking for a wife I ain't trying to be your daddy But I am gonna be the leader of this house You gonna respect me I just need somebody I can build with The real gonna feel this Like a slap from Will Smith mm. My girl don't need no rough masculine energy Let me handle that part So you can rest in your feminine Spirit gold is trick Daddy's teeth she's sweet sweetest cinnamon My grandpa and my daddy Raised the true southern gentleman I need another title I'm no longer a rapper I'm a rhyming revolution i authoring chapters, in this book we call life, here to give you instructions on fighting self-destruction over beautiful production. I don't fit in, I don't drink, smoke, or pop pills. I don't even curse up in my music, but it's hot still. I'm all in the hood and I ain't even strapped. Simba, burrito, you're lying in your raps. Sometimes I be sad, I be crying in my raps. Wrote this on a plane, I be flying in my raps. Uh, my joy is my weapon, and I keep it right here on my hip for protection. Fly as a jet sim, plus I know I'm...